16th Sunday in Ordinary Time Prayer Psalm 23 The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. Reading the Word First reading, Jeremiah chapter 23 War to the shepherds would destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture, says the Lord. Therefore, thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, concerning the shepherds who shepherd my people. It is you who have scattered my flock and have driven them away, and you have not attended to them. So I will attend to you for your evil doings, says the Lord. Then I myself would gather the remnant of my flock out of all the lands where I have driven them, and I'll bring them back to their fold, and they shall be fruitful and multiply. I'll raise up shepherds over them, who will shepherd them, and they shall not fear any longer, or be dismayed, nor shall any be missing, says the Lord. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I'll raise up for David a righteous branch, and he shall reign as king and deal wisely, and shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In his days, Judah will be saved, and Israel will live in safety, and this is the name by which he will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. Second reading, Ephesians chapter 2. Now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off, have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace. In his flesh, he has made both groups into one and has broken down the dividing wall. That is the hostility between us. He has abolished the law with its commandments and ordinances that he might create in himself one new humanity in place of the two thus making peace, it might reconcile both groups to God in one body through the cross, thus putting to death that hostility through it. So he came and proclaimed peace to you who were far off, and peace to those who were near. For through him both of us have access in one spirit to the Father. Gospel, Mark chapter 6. The apostles gathered around Jesus 
and told him all that they had done and taught. He said to them, Come away to a deserted place all by yourselves and rest a while, for many were coming and going, and they had no leisure even to eat, and they went away in the boat to a deserted place by themselves. Now many saw them going and recognized them, and they hurried there on foot from all the towns and arrived ahead of them. And he went ashore. He saw a great crowd, and he had compassion for them, because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. Hearing the word, the gathering. The desire for unity and belonging is universally felt, yet difficult to fulfill in a world marked by divisions. Today's liturgy focuses on the theme of gathering. God's intention at creation was the complete harmony between the members of the human family and between humanity and creation and God. That harmony was lost, but God ensured that it will be eventually restored through the act of gathering or regathering of God's people. Jeremiah, the tragic prophet, was an eyewitness to the ruin of this nation, which occurred in 586 BC and led to the Babylonian exile. He laid responsibility for this tragedy on the kings, the priests, and the aristocracy, Israel's shepherds. In a stinging indictment, the prophet addresses these leaders directly. It is you who have scattered my flock and have driven them away. The shepherd's work is to protect the flock against the wild animals, which would first scatter it and then kill off the sheep one by one. The shepherds of Israel felt miserable at their task. The Israelites were removed from their land and scattered throughout foreign lands. Such dispersion went against all God's designs for his people. When he met the covenant at Sinai, God formed the Israelites into his unique, holy, and priestly people. It was a union of the twelve tribes gathered together to form one people of God. God also designated a specific land for them to live in. This promised land was a space where their togetherness could be sustained. It was a space which represented the fulfillment of God's designs for his people and of the people's greatest hopes. However, bad leadership led to the loss of the land and the scattering of the people. At the time, this scattering must have seemed to have been the utter failure of God's plans and the end of the nation. But Jeremiah was able to see beyond this catastrophe. He knew of God's faithful covenantal love. Hence, the human failures could not frustrate and alter God's design based on that firm commitment. Thus the prophet 
predicts that God will take the matters into his own hands and regather the scattered people, bringing them back to their lost land. Once this happens, they shall be fruitful and multiply. This phrase cites the original blessing pronounced by God upon the human race in Genesis chapter 1 verse 28 and chapter 9 verse 1. The restored and the regathered nation will enjoy the harmony and blessedness of Eden. God himself will carry out this restoration and will also ensure that the future leaders will be adequate to the task of shepherding the nation. Among these leaders, one will stand out. He will be a Davidic ruler bearing the symbolic name, The Lord is our righteousness. The phrase indicates that his identity will be that of the Lord. His role will be to ensure justice and righteousness in the land. He will lead the people to harmony and unity, undisturbed by internal strife and divisions. Through this oracle, Jeremiah proclaims to the scattered people of Israel that the failure of their leaders will not abrogate God's blessing nor his design to help his people live peacefully as a united community. The second reading from Ephesians discusses Jesus Christ as the unifier of the two separated and hostile groups. The first of these groups are the Gentiles. These are the people who were not a part of Israel. Since they did not know or follow the law of God, they were far off, separated from God, and without hope for salvation. The second group are those who did live by God's law. These were probably the Jewish Christians who while accepting Christ, still followed the Jewish law and denied the Gentiles the right to enter the Christian community. These two groups were separated by a dividing wall. Symbolically, this phrase to the physical barrier is the Jerusalem temple that kept non-Jews from entering it. This dividing wall physically separated those who followed the Jewish law, from those who did not. This distinction and restrictions based on the law neatly divided humanity and even the Christian community into two distinct groups, creating an impenetrable wall and occasionally leading to hostility. Christ broke down that wall of division. His sacrifice on the cross eliminated the necessity to follow the law. While his teaching laid down a new way to righteousness, consequently, the distinction and restriction based on the Jewish law ceased to have any meaning. With these barriers removed, reconciliation between the two groups became possible and the reason for hostility vanished. Thus, Christ established peace in the divided group and united them in himself. Furthermore, removing sin by his blood, he reconciled humanity to God. 
in Jesus Christ and through the Spirit, the once divided humanity is regathered and reunited with God. Connecting with the last Sunday's Gospel, today's reading shows the disciples returning from a successful mission. They were scattered throughout the region as Jesus' representatives, but now gather again around their master. Jesus invites them to go away into the desert. In the Bible, the desert is not a hiding place. People move to the desert to undergo intense formation and preparation for a mission or a task. Jesus intends to train his disciples further, but the multitudes drawn by the apostles' mission and Jesus' fame follow the group into the desert. They gather around Jesus like a flock gathering around its shepherd. Jesus responds with compassion, realizing their need for leadership and their desire for instruction, he begins to teach. Jesus is the shepherd, gathering the scattered flock. Like Moses in the desert, he teaches them how they can be God's people. In him, Jeremiah's prophecy finds its fulfillment. Several times in history, the Israelites suffered scattering and exile. Jeremiah witnessed the Babylonian exile, but he knew well that God will not allow any scattering and destruction to be final. He then predicted that God would create a new type of leadership which would restore the scattered nation. His prophecies find fulfillment in Jesus Christ. The second reading proclaims that Jesus abolished one major division, the one based on adherence to the Jewish law that resulted in a sharp distinction between the Jews and the Gentiles. Through his death on the cross, he rendered such distinctions irrelevant, brought reconciliation and restored peace. The gospel shows Jesus, God's own son, gathering the people to himself. He instructs them in the ways of God's kingdom. Acting in God's name and in a Moses-like manner, Jesus constitutes the new people of God by gathering together those joined to their God through him. As God's flock, these new believers can confidently say with the psalmist, I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. Listening to the word of God. Unity is our deepest needs and at the same time our highest achievement. We long for unity ourselves, for our families, our communities and for the world. God our Father who created us in his own image and likeness, created us to be in union with him. Sin threatened our union with God, but God never gave up on gathering us together 
as his own united family. At the right time, God showed his love by sending us his only son. Jesus came into the world so that he could gather us into one family. Christ's mission on earth was to break down the divisions that separate us from one another. He reminded and showed us by his life that he is united with the Father. He prayed for us that we may be one just as he and the Father are one so that the world may know that God is in us. Through his suffering, crucifixion, and death on the cross, he reconciled us to God. After his resurrection, he continues with the mission of gathering us to himself, so that where he is, we may also be. Jesus is our good shepherd, who is moved with compassion and gathers the scattered flock to himself. The image of the Good Shepherd is very familiar in our African cultures. We see shepherds following the growing grass as the precious rain dampens the earth. They live as they always have, as nomads, but they aren't homeless. Like timeless trees, they watch the sun rising and setting over their flock standing still, erect, and at times only on one leg. For the shepherds, their flocks are so important that they do all that they can to shield them from the enemies who can scatter them. They are always seeking to keep them together. God's intention at creation was that humanity would exist in unity and live in communion with the rest of creation and with himself. That intent is very much undermined by the disunity of our continent. Division has continued to manifest itself in almost every aspect of interaction in our families and our countries. Persistent conflict in our families and among African nations and ethnic communities has left thousands of people dead and others homeless. When we look at our world and the leaders who are supposed to guide the people, we find that far too often those who are in positions of power abuse it and save themselves in the midst of a very dangerous and painful world. We have been selected by God to be the bearers and the guidance of the only true message of hope. We have been selected and trained as shepherds who are going to assist Jesus Christ in shepherding those with little hope those who are wandering about like lost sheep, frightened, fearful, confused, and hungry. It is our responsibility as God's chosen people 
to live in harmony with one another and shun conflicts and division. As leaders in various areas of life, both in the nation and in our families, let us imitate Jesus Christ, who was moved with compassion to make sure that none of us is scattered, but all are gathered together as a flock with one shepherd. Ears are like beggars. They gather all they get hold of. Action Self-examination How often do I draw near to Jesus and listen to his words? Am I helping others to live in harmony and union with God? Or is my presence and behavior an obstacle and hindrance to their journey of Christian life? Response to God During the week, I will begin each day with a prayer of thanksgiving to God for his love in seeking to bring me back into union with him even when I was lost. Response to your world I will set a day of prayer this week. I will devote it to reflection and prayer focused on strengthening my union with God in the time of my trials. As a group, we shall organize a seminar and discuss the divisions within our group and our families with the focus on defining how we can better assist one another to live in harmony and to bring back those who are scattered. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. Amen. <laughs> 